Whoa. 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 Wow, I can't believe we're back after all these months. Welcome to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In this podcast, we read and analyze stories written by children delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind. I'm Joseph. I'm Theo. I'm Daniel. So you were saying it had been that long since the three of us had been together on a podcast, right? Not just me and you, right? Since the last uh, recording, I was born, actually. Oh. Was that long ago? Good one. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no. Before my track was just the ultrasound on my mom's belly. <laughs> Today, in this episode that we're doing, we're going to read a story that I wrote in third grade. And this is a story about my favorite day ever. That's pretty early to go ahead and call out like what your favorite day is, you know, third grade. I was going to say, when I was a kid, I used to say all the time, today was the worst day of my life. I was a really cheerful kid. <laughs> and my parents would always laugh and they'd be like, ha ha ha, you're a kid. How do you know it's the worst day of your life, idiot? And I'd be like, well, that just made my day worse. <laughs> you know, obviously so far, I don't think, any, you know, if you ever say it's the worst day of your life, you don't mean like forever <laughs> come on but for you it was you were repeatedly breaking your record <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and they thought you were saying it was the worst day of your life for all time yeah a lot of cultures think that time is just like the same whether it's in the future or the past mm. a lot of cultures think that time is money <laughs> so kind of similar <laughs> i'm very cultured yeah this is the worst dollar i've ever earned they think more like that Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, my life. I used to say that, too. You know, I have a hard time believing I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around uh, cultures that think that time works the same <laughs> forwards and backwards. Why? I'm having a hard time believing that lots of cultures do, which, which cultures are these? <laughs> OK, yeah, it's not lots of cultures. All right. I know of one. This sounds like you read a sci fi <laughs> book. And... It was invented by Philip K. Dick. No, it was real presumably i'm just trying to think like practically how would that work they're like hey do you want to like meet up for lunch tomorrow and they're like maybe we did already <laughs> maybe that was yesterday <laughs> it's like no that would be cool if we did in the future although that would be great for getting out of any <laughs> obligations <laughs> yeah sorry been there done that <laughs> yeah just tell your teacher you already did the presentation <laughs> yeah yeah Cash. i actually already did it and you already gave me an a so i don't really see the need to to do this i guess the way you would say i will do it is the same as saying i already did it Sort of like, I done did that already. <laughs> I don't know if my brother wants me telling this story, but one time my neighbor, Brian. He's in the story. He's featured in this, in this, in this <laughs> week's podcast. He's in this story? Brian and Seth are both in it. Oh, wow. Nice little preview. Yeah, you'll get a preview of Brian's character. <laughs> one time, I don't know where we were. I, I feel like we were in the car, my mom's car, and we were also driving Brian somewhere. And Brian says, guess what I done did, Seth? Guess what I done did? <laughs> And then Seth said, what, Brian? What did you done do? <laughs> but Brian couldn't help it. That's just the way he learned that phrase. That's just the way he perceived time. Yeah, you done do things. You don't just do things, you done do them. Yeah, you don't do, you done did. <laughs> Present and the past is wrapped up in the same thing. I done it and I'm doing it. So Brian is part of that culture. 
that does that. That's <laughs> yes. what that is. It's just hillbillies. The, the culture that Daniel made up. So does that... <laughs> oh, I was going to ask if that fits in with the story. Does that explanation of his character... You know, the character didn't even need to be named Brian or like have any traits of Brian in the story. <laughs> it's just a kid that sleds in the story. But when, when you see him sledding, you can think about what he's done doing. He's sledding. What was the name of that character in Island of the Dinosaurs that talked like Jar Jar Binks or whatever? <laughs> Jane. Is that based on Brian? <laughs> yeah. I guess what Misa Dunn did. At the end, we should have a segment where we say where he is now. Where Brian is now? Yeah, we should dox him. Just give away his address and everything. We'll, we'll do a, you know how you can do like dynamic insertion of advertisements? We can do that for his GPS coordinates. So every time they listen to it, it's up to date. That'd be good. And it lets you know if he has any weapons on him or if he's defenseless at the moment. <laughs> Start a manhunt for Brian. <laughs> yeah. I want to know where he is now at the end of this show. Oh my gosh. What if we're like, yeah, where is Brian? And then it cuts to just a tombstone that says Brian H. And then it underneath in quotes it says, I done did it. <laughs> <laughs> done did it all. <laughs> I done did it. I done died. <laughs> I done died. That's the epitaph. I done did it, Seth. I never forgot. That you said that, Seth. Is this gravestone like on his Facebook? Because I was thinking that'd be pretty morbid. If when you die, you just like put your profile picture as like a gravestone. Oh my gosh, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that in my will. Yeah, I was, was going to say, put that in my will. All my social media just says rip. Or is this a picture of you in the casket? <laughs> Two thumbs up. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like a webcam in the casket, and then I have like every once in a while on Facebook it'll update like new headshots. Oh my god, no, no. Yeah, I feel like someone has already done that. Probably David Blaine or someone like that. Yeah, David Blaine probably like ha- has some stunt where he dies for thirty days and he comes back to life. <laughs> His body rots. Only decomposed a little. He's like, I did it. I did the trick. His nose isn't there anymore because it rotted off. One time I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with David Blaine on it. Oh, yeah? On the podcast episode, he does a trick where he swallows a frog and spits it back up. But, like, if you're not watching the video version of the podcast, all you hear for, like, 20 minutes is... Oh, God, for 20 minutes? <laughs> it's a long time because he has to, like, drink a just bottle after bottle of waters to, like, get it to, like, come back up. And so you just hear him chugging water. And every once in a while, Joe Rogan is like, uh, is it going to happen? You okay there, David? <laughs> <laughs> like, trying to ask him questions. They've been playing drinks, like, I'm going to say 20 again, 20 bottles of water. It's crazy. All just to torture this frog. I don't get it. That's not a magic trick. I think the frog's in on it. He's getting rich. <laughs> He's probably dead. What did it sound like? I mean, I'm sure he just barfed when he got the frog back up. Well, I think to protect the frog from stomach acid, he fills his stomach up with water first. So then the frog can go in there at a safe pH level. And then he has to drink more water to make it regurgitate. You can't just throw it up. And it was just like a baby bird. He regurgitated it right into Joe Rogan's mouth. And Joe Rogan went, cheep, cheep, cheep. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> and then he regurgitated it into David Blaine's mouth. It went back and forth forever. That was just the whole podcast. It was a great app. And they kept being like, you guys better be seeing the video version of this. <laughs> this is awesome. We invested a lot into making this happen. You have no idea how much I paid <laughs> David Blaine to be on here. You guys better be watching the video. 
<laughs> I mean, and well, the funniest thing about it was David Blaine didn't tell him he was going to do it. So he just kind of starts doing it. And Joe Rogan doesn't really look pleased that he's doing it at all. And at one point, he's like spinning up all this water and some water's getting on the desk and stuff. And Joe Rogan has to give him a bucket. <laughs> it's just like the worst guest I could imagine. I wonder how he thought it was going to go. Like, did he think it was going to go just like it went? I think he thought it was going to happen faster. Because he can't really talk during it because he, he looks like he's like he's getting nauseous and stuff. And he keeps burping and everything. And That'd be a good interview trick. Go in for a job interview. You're like, hold on. I'll answer your questions, but got to get this frog up first. At a job interview, they always ask you if you want a bottle of water. And you're like, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, 20 and a frog. I'll take 20. <laughs> got any frogs back there? <laughs> Whenever I see magic, I would prefer it to be something that I wish I could do, you know, levitating. Whenever I see magic, I would prefer it to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> something other than the frog. Well, I mean, just like, I, I have no desire to be able to swallow and regurgitate a frog. <laughs> but, you know, like, turning stuff into money would be cool. Or, like, flying or levitating. Teleportation would be cool, but... Magic's not that cool when, like, you just turn stuff into something nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be awesome if you could do a magic trick where you steal someone's money and then you eat it and you're like sorry it's gone i ate it i don't know what to tell you and then later you regurgitate it <laughs> for yourself yeah when you get home <laughs> you're like uh i would give you this 50 back but uh i just ate it literally no way to get it back now no way to do it gotta drink 20 bottles of water or you could just steal their money and run away i feel like that might just be easier <laughs> you know one time my dad chased somebody who stole someone's money really really it was at a gas station somebody was paying and they set out some money on the table and then this other woman just ran by and grabbed it and ran out and my dad chased after the woman wow and he said in his you know he has that commanding voice he said you need to halt he said halt (laughs) yeah i was about to jokingly say halt (laughs) and then she stopped and then she said oh i dropped it sorry i don't know what to do and then my dad was just like like come on and then took her back to the gas station and like they called the police and everything what why did she stop wow did she drop it what i mean i she said she dropped it she might have just put it in her pocket i mean i don't know what she thought was going to happen if she didn't keep running away i don't think my dad was gonna like, tackle her or anything like that but <laughs> but i guess she didn't know that yeah she wasn't prepared for commanding voice <laughs> that's like what saruman did he had that voice in lord of the rings oh yeah where if you listen to him talk you would get in a trance they didn't really do much with that in the movies but it's in the books trust me i bet gandalf wishes he had that he tried you shall not pass. It just like walked across and whipped him. And... Yeah, I know. He had to drink $20 worth of water for that to work. <laughs> That's Gandalf's <laughs> magic trick. <laughs> it's a prerequisite for any magic trick, 20 bottles of water. He swallows Pippin and drinks 20 <laughs> bottles of water and regurgitates them. <laughs> and everybody's just like, why? Why did you do that, Gandalf? <laughs> when it's kind of a time crunch. We're here to discuss the fate of the ring. And <laughs> I mean, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. (laughs) No one's going to take that away from you, Gandalf. It was cool. Boromir said one does not simply swallow Pippin and regurgitate him, so Gandalf had to prove him wrong. (laughs) Freaking Boromir. (laughs) Such a torture. (laughs) I'm reading a book right now that is good. I like it, but it's like so clearly doing all the 
the tropes of like fantasy right now. And there's a character who looks exactly like every, you know, wizard, you know, just like with the the long beard and the gray hair and all that. Yeah. In part of the book, they're like trying to escape and he like comes out of nowhere and he's like, ride you fools to like two other people in the party and i'm like oh my god are you serious like he cheated he's yeah because you know gandalf says fly you fools and i was like come on yeah you're really just gonna lift that straight out of lord of the rings also his last name is marilyn which is like a lot like merlin in my opinion but uh i feel like if i were writing that book at the end it would be revealed that that guy's not actually a wizard and he just (laughs) read all these other books (laughs) well he's not actually a wizard in the book so that's kind of a weird twist to it too like he doesn't know magic but he's just every other stereotype of a wizard he's just some old man he's just out there telling people to halt (laughs) yeah basically wait joseph did you have a what would you do Mm. yeah so like what's the deal with restaurants no i'm just kidding um (laughs) joseph did you have a what's the deal with this new format we've come up with (laughs) it's just a straight ripoff of jerry seinfeld but instead of expanding on anything it's all just so what's the deal with airplanes what's the deal with restaurants what's the deal with water bottles what's the deal with david blaine what's i actually kind of wonder like i've seen some bad open mic comedy and i wonder how it would compare like this is just baseline as long as you're funnier than this then you can like do comedy mm-hmm. but uh that that would be the baseline just say what's the deal with something and then pause for laughter because i've i've heard acts that are worse than that I, have there ever been any comedians <laughs> so. it's actually a two-person act and there's someone in the audience who they're dealing with the whole time and they start off being like so what's the deal with and then the person immediately like throws something at them something like that. <laughs> that'd be pretty good so they don't have to finish writing any jokes <laughs> yeah, right. they just <laughs> get things thrown at them before they finish they just do all the classic setups knock knock <laughs> And the person in the audience says, who's there? Does anybody do knock-knock jokes as stand-up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be good. Um, yeah. No, so my what would you do? I went out to a restaurant the other day, and it was like, it was early in the morning, so I was kind of tired. I didn't really feel like, and I'm like dealing with this cough. So at the time, my voice was like kind of hurting. It hurt to talk. So I didn't want anybody to talk to me. And the people sitting next to us, Wanted to know how our food was. That sucks. And so they asked us, but I just ignored them. As you should. I just pretended I didn't hear. Uh, Then they asked again. And so I was like, I guess I can't just keep pretending like I can't hear them. And I wasn't really feeling the sandwich that we got a whole lot, but it wasn't bad. So I just kind of was like, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. And they were like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And keep in mind, we're like five feet away from the cashier and like the waitress and you know, the people working at the restaurant. So I also didn't want them to hear yeah. that I thought the sandwich sucked. And I was like, no, no, it's like actually... It's not, it's not terrible. And they're like, oh, not terrible? This sounds <laughs> awful. And they were like yelling it. And I didn't know what to say to make them stop loudly proclaiming that I was saying the food was bad when I would never complain <laughs> at a restaurant. Mm. So, um, yeah. What would you do? First, I mean, they were looking at you and they asked, how is the food? And you just ignored them? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did just ignore them. <laughs> I wasn't making like direct eye contact. They were sitting to my right and so like i was kind of like you know i wasn't talking at the time but 
I was like looking at the menu or something like that. So I felt like I could feasibly get away with having not heard them the first time. <laughs> I know what I would do. When they asked me, I would immediately eat the whole sandwich and then just start <laughs> drinking water as fast start as I choking. can and then throw up the sandwich whole onto their table. And then just say, does that answer your question? Yeah. And then not say anything, but just look at them like, what? That's magic. And that's magic. And then leave. I mean, David Blaine probably would think that was an invitation to do a magic trick. <laughs> that's true. Oh, you guys want to see a magic trick? I'm like, no, how's your food? Because <laughs> I can throw this up for you. I will swallow and regurgitate a frog. <laughs> Wait, but did they also have food? They did not have food yet. They had just ordered. And apparently one of the guys had ordered the same sandwich that I got. Oh. Was this a vegan restaurant? Yes, it was. Were they like people that just became vegan, so they wanted to talk to other people about vegan food? I have no idea. I don't know what their motivation was for talking to me. I think they just wanted to know how good the sando was. <laughs> I think they just wanted to bully you. <laughs> yeah, and also let the restaurant know that I hated their food. But they already made their decision about what they wanted, and if the guy already ordered the sandwich that you got... yeah. They were loudly being like, oh, dude, you're going to hate your fucking sandwich or whatever. I don't know. They weren't saying those words. How would you de-escalate it to where they weren't loudly proclaiming that you didn't like their food? Because fortunately, it never it never got to the point where the, the waitress came out and was like, oh, you don't like this? And so she took it away from me. <laughs> That's what you think is going to happen. <laughs> That's your fear. They're going to come up. <laughs> Yo, you don't like this? Our chef regurgitated this for you. <laughs> Our chef David Blaine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there there are a couple options. One, which works in lots of situations, is just sort of don't respond and hope it ends. <laughs> Keep ignoring them after the first time I ignored them. Or you could just tell them, I wish I had kept ignoring you. Before answering their questions. <laughs> just turn to them slowly and say, I wish I had kept ignoring you. <laughs> or just the second time, just look over and be like, I'm going to keep ignoring you. <laughs> like, I'm not answering your questions. I think real advice, admit what you're self-conscious about, but do it in a joking way. So you're you're like, guys, guys, please keep it down. I don't want them to find out. Shh. Pretend you're the total loser that you are. They would have totally roasted me for that, though. No, they wouldn't. They, I feel like they would have joined in with you. They would have been like, oh, yeah, he's right. We got to keep it down. And then they would have gotten louder to bully me more. What do you think they would have said if you had just been like, no, nah, it's not that great? I think they would have had a similar reaction if I had said it wasn't that good. But if I had said it really somberly like that, and I was like, <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> they might have not said anything. They might have just been like, oh, God, this guy's having a bad day. We shouldn't have talked to him. Or like, I lost my taste to COVID. <laughs> I don't have a tongue. I lost my taste in wife to COVID. And Paige is sitting across from me. I mean, what if, what if you just say it somberly, it isn't very good, and then you wink? <laughs> oh, that's tricky. I don't know what to think. I'm going to be real. They seemed like they were like from New York. I don't know how else to say ah, that. Well, 
walking here. Yeah, and they were walking here. Yeah. You didn't realize that. How's your sandwich? <laughs> you know, some people give that vibe of like, hey, we just talked to anybody. How's your fucking sandwich, loser? <laughs> we're all basically construction workers. <laughs> you ever eat a sandwich on a steel beam? <laughs> <laughs> you had your picture taken in an iconic image. That was me. A <laughs> hundred years ago. <laughs> He did actually say all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's New York for you. Except I was in Nashville. I love it. Wow, so that's just cultures clashing. That's all that is. That might have been it. Okay. I think that's good enough. We can talk about the story now. I think we've dilly-dallied long enough that this is going to take two episodes. Are you not going to give me a real answer on this? Because I'm like, I don't know if I did anything wrong. or You could pretend you're choking. He <laughs> 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 has your sandwich. <laughs> But then you, like, take another bite out of it. And then I just wink at him. Yeah, you just make a series of inscrutable gestures. Like, you look like you're choking, then you take another bite, wink at them, snap a few times, point at the cash register, and nod and grin. I actually just love the idea of doing almost anything and ending it with a wink. Like, I think a a wink goes perfectly. I could have even said what I said and just been like, ah, it's pretty good. Wink. Like, I don't know. Well, winks, I think. They're the funniest when they're not accompanying something mischievous. Mm. When it's kind of somber, and then you wink. <laughs> and when it's something kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I think you just you just play into it. You just you just be like, I don't want anyone to know. I don't like the sandwich, and just be kind of goofy about it, and then they'll they'll love it. I hate that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> if someone said that to me, and I was asking them how their sandwich was, I would want to punch them in the face. Really? Yeah. I did feel so awkward. I guess I left out one small detail. Is that, Okay, you were um, naked. I guess Paige was away from the table when this happened because she came back later and I was just like, yeah, I didn't manage to convince them that the sandwich was good, but they didn't react to that. So I don't know. I felt weird. Oh, you thought they would have been able to hear you? Yeah, I said it loud enough for them to hear to be like, I didn't convince them that it's any good. <laughs> I was just trying to be a New Yorker like them. Ain't as good as dollar slice of pizza. Am I right? Times Square. You guys take the one train to get here? Take the one train to the A train to the B train? Actually, okay, Theo. I think your idea could work, but I think you just need to say it in a different tone of voice. In a New Yorker accent. Yeah. Or like in like a creepy Gollum kind of accent. (laughs) Oh. They mustn't know. Yeah. The sandwich is horrible. (laughs) Quiet, you fools. Yeah, Gandalf said, fly, you fools. This other guy who apparently isn't a wizard said, run, you fools. You can say, stop talking to me, you fools. Something like that. <laughs> Shut up, you fools. <laughs> Pretend you're joking. Okay. Um, honestly, I just don't think people should ask other people how their food is tasting. You know what I think? I think people shouldn't watch other people eat. Okay. I don't think it's a problem to watch other people eat. Yeah. Sometimes they eat in interesting ways and you get to know them a little better. You get to know them a little better? Like, what do you you use that as like an icebreaker? (laughs) Like, hey, you eat weird. (laughs) Let's talk about it. No, you just keep that to yourself. And then sometime (laughs) at night when you're with your your partner, you just lay in bed and you go, you know how Daniel picks up his bacon? Kind of odd. Wow. Oh, so this would have to be someone you know, not just like a stranger at a restaurant. (laughs) You're just throwing me under the bus to strengthen your relationship. Yeah. And then my my girlfriend is always like, you're so much better than Daniel. Thank you you for reminding me <laughs> i'm so glad that i chose my partner purely based on the way they pick up bacon <laughs> i can't believe you just mentioned it yeah uh 
Whoa, you guys both took drinks out of your mug at the same time. That was badass. We're related. It's a Stevenson thing. You wouldn't get it. So how's the coffee? I'm drinking green tea, baby. So how's how's the green tea? I don't know. It made me have to pee. See? Easy. You just did it totally naturally. Next time somebody asks you, how's your sandwich? I don't know. I'm going to have to poop later. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to poop it out. <laughs> That's a great answer to any food question. It was good, but I don't think I want it in my stomach forever. I might have to poop it out later. It's good for now, but I'm going to want to poop this out later. <laughs> As if you're consciously deciding every time you want to digest something. I just want to find that one food I want to keep in my stomach forever. Isn't that what we're all trying? trying to do <laughs> are you tired of the endless game of eating settle down with your favorite food this muffin lasts forever it's made out of bubble gum infinite muffin infinite muffin.com buy that <laughs> i'll buy that domain name i'll buy that but nobody thought to buy that <laughs> those are always the best things to buy the things that no one else would ever think to buy what if you just bought a bunch of domain names like that and then just constantly talk to people about like new product ideas and you're just like oh no don't don't steal my idea though like i had this idea for this muffin that you eat and you can never digest it and it just stays in your stomach forever and i think i i think it's gonna be a big deal but don't steal my idea no you gotta be like uh feel free to have that idea and then they fully they take it through the whole production they they figure out how to make that muffin they try to get the url and you're oh, no. what i'm saying is you say you don't they have to buy it from you. i know i know that was always part of my plan. They have to buy it from. It's a great money-making scheme. <laughs> That's where he's going. You're giving the permission to steal it from you. And I'm just saying it's more incentive if you don't give them permission to steal it from you. Oh, they're going to think they're clever, you mean. They feel like they got to hurry up and get it done before you do. Oh, so it's a race. But you're not actually doing anything. Okay. I have a different variation on this. <laughs> you tell them the idea and then you are like, oh man, InfiniteMuffin.com would be a great domain for that. And you pull out your phone, you look it up, and you've already bought it. But it'll, it'll say that, like, it's for sale for, like, $1,000 or whatever. And you're like, $1,000, that's kind of a lot. But, I mean, I guess if it's available, I, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. But then they'll be like, I got to jump on this. <laughs> well, you got to be like, oh, I don't know if just financially I can work this out right now. But you got a raise recently, right? And then you get them to buy it for you and you just never pay them back. So it's that's um, what I wonder about Jess's plan too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get them to buy it from you. You already own it. No, you get them to buy it and then you pay them back with the money they bought it with. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then you own the domain again. And you can just do it as many times as you want. Wait, but that sounds like they own the domain. No, you still own it. Because they bought it for you, and then you owned it once you paid them back. And it's just a method for making new friends. Oh, okay. But losing money? No, I mean, you, nobody lost any money. You guys, nobody lost any money. Sorry, I zoned out. You just gained <laughs> wait, wait, a friend. Wait, wait, wait. Where does the money go? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no. This, no. You gained an investor. <laughs> because you can say, I'm making so much money from Infinite Muffins <laughs> that 
I can pay you back this thousand dollars already. And then they'll oh. be like, oh, I got to get on this infinite muffin train. Yeah. And all infinite muffin is, is you just selling their domain name to people or getting people to buy it and paying <laughs> them back with their own money. Plus then they invest on top of that. So it's just, there's actually nothing that's going on. Wow. This is like a kind of new version that's of the Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a Ponzi scheme. But I like the muffin twist. Well, with a Ponzi scheme, you <laughs> You get new investors to pay the old ones. Exactly. But with this, you pay the same investor back their own money. But they're investing extra money after they realize after after you paid them back the initial money, they're like, oh well, I'll put some more money into that. Oh. Uh, I I'm be honest, I zoned out in the first part of it and uh <laughs> Don't you wish that in some crime drama kind of thing, when they figure out what's going on and they they finally follow the thread and they're about to take down the the whole criminal enterprise, one of the detectives is like, oh, I'm sorry, I totally zoned out. <laughs> and we start back like square one. Like, what was the first piece of evidence? So, like, why is he guilty? <laughs> Who is this guy again? <laughs> okay, I think we got to get to the story now. Ready? How many muffins? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it about the muffins. No, I just was wondering like how many muffins you would need to pull this off. <laughs> it is called infinite muffins, so you can't have no muffins. Oh, you only need one because it lasts forever. One muffin? <laughs> one muffin. It's the whole premise. First of all, I guess I wasn't listening either. <laughs> Jesus. Neither were the listeners. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys, oh my gosh. I can't pay you back what you've invested in this company. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> do I at least get a muffin? What if a CEO could do that? Well, as punishment, because you weren't listening to me, I'm not going to pay you back for your investment. You've annoyed me, so I'm not paying you any dividends. <laughs> your stock's now worth zero. It's basically what a lot of uh, like companies do now. You just sign the service agreement without reading it, and then they're like, okay, we are allowed to sell your data because you <laughs> didn't read the thing. Yeah. But you have to sign it. Well, should we get to the story? Oh, the muffin is really just a data collecting device that sits in your stomach forever. Oh, my gosh. And it keeps track of everything you eat so yes. advertisers can send you yes. more targeted ads. They can send <laughs> flavors directly to your stomach. So when you burp them up, you're like, oh, man, I'd really like to have some more of that. Oh, that's good. Or or it's like, or it's like trying <laughs> David Blaine keeps getting more ads for frogs. <laughs> it's like, I've never had ads for frogs before, but this guy just keeps, keeps eating them. It's working. We're making our money. <laughs> Where do you think he got those frogs? Mm. You think he just finds them? Or do you think there's like a, a frog breeder who normally gives frogs like zoos and stuff and, and they're giving them to David Blaine? Yeah, so yeah. what are you going to do with these again? <laughs> He's definitely paying top dollar for those frogs. I just feel like frogs look pretty similar. Like it wouldn't be that hard to just eat one and then just... Just like, you know, do the classic like coin out of the ear trick and <laughs> produce another frog in your hand. So I wonder if he's actually eating that frog. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. What if what if that's what um did you guys see the prestige? Mm -hmm. Spoiler, at the end he clones himself. Spoilers. And so then he can do a magic trick every night where he kills himself, but it doesn't matter because it's a clone. What if the prestige was actually he gets eaten by David Blaine every night? <laughs> now that I would watch. All right. So we should get the to the frogs this. are clones. What? Said the frogs are clones. <laughs> no, he is a clone. <laughs> David Blaine's a clone. Yeah, because because it's really gross to eat frogs all the time. David Blaine sends his clone in to do that trick. <laughs> that would be good. All right. All right. Time let's to read, read the story. story. So this is a story about my favorite day 
maybe of all time. What the story is about happened in second grade, but I wrote it in third grade. I've actually mentioned this story before on the podcast. Oh. Do you guys need any more information? Mm, no. No. Here we go. The story is called The Biggest Snow in My Life. <laughs> it was a night in January, the year 2000. I looked out over the porch and saw some snow coming down. At first, I thought I was just seeing things, but when I looked closer, it was snow. A snow flurry was around there, and I told my mom that it was there. <laughs> I can't figure out the right inflection of that sentence to make it make sense. A snow flurry was around there, and I told my mom it was there. Where is there? It was there. Or it could be, I told my mom that it was there, because she didn't believe you that it was there. Or she didn't think it was there. Oh, maybe she can't see snow. Maybe she she can't see things, but you can. She just can't see the color white. She's colorblind for white. She's colorblind for white. Classic colorblind. I'm black, white, colorblind. <laughs> I think that's just blind if all you see is darkness. How redundant are those three sentences? I looked out over the porch and saw some snow coming down. At first, I thought I was just seeing things, but when I looked closer, it was snow. <laughs> I'm like, have I mentioned the snow yet? A snow flurry was around there, and I told my mom that it was there. <laughs> so after I tell my mom, then mom just said... Theo, that's not going to get you out of school. Oof. Oof. Is that my mom's voice? <laughs> not what I remember sounding like. Then <laughs> she said, somebody turn on NPR. <laughs> National Public Radio. <laughs> I'm getting the impression that since this appears to be, at least on my computer word editor, it is exactly one page long. Uh -huh. It's making me wonder if you were assigned to write exactly one page and so you turned it was snowing into like four sentences <laughs> <laughs> probably true i actually don't know why any of this is important to the story but yeah so my mom says i'll, I'll say it in the way she would actually say it um and mom i'm sorry i mentioned the npr thing wow she hates that she thinks i actually have a problem with it <laughs> she keeps bringing it up so it says, Mom just said, Theo, that's not going to get you out of school. That doesn't sound like your mom. And then, <laughs> Theo, that's not going to get you out of school. And then, There's just no middle ground with you. Didn't she have a New York accent? <laughs> hey, Theo, I'm walking here. That's not going to get you out of school. Dollar pizza. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that sounds like your mom. <laughs> she said in between working with the jackhammer. <laughs> and then in response to that, I feel like I wrote this because I, I was offended that she thought I just wanted to get out of school. So then I say, I wanted it to snow because I wanted more time to play and get a fun place to play besides the normal old front yard. Mm, yeah, mom. Why is the <laughs> front yard so normal all the time? Uh, yeah, that's a normal old front yard. With that giant circular track on it from where <laughs> walking circles. The same kid that only walked in the one track in this yard. Part of what made it so normal was the fact that there was no grass. It was just dirt because I walked in that circle repeatedly on it. <laughs> so that's why I wanted it to snow. Just let's recap this. It's because I wanted more time to play. Which sounds like I'm still saying it's I want to be out of school. And then it says, <laughs> right. because I wanted a fun place to play besides the normal old front yard. So, And then I went back inside and went to sleep. When I woke up, I went over into the living room and guess what? What? In parentheses, mom. <laughs> That's what it should have said. Guess what, mom? And it <laughs> says, our front yard was no longer just a boring old place to play. It was a knee-high puddle of little white... <laughs> 
foamy pieces out of snow. Pieces of snow. I don't think I want to go out there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a mess. Every word in that description is wrong. Almost a knee-high puddle of little white foamy pieces. Like, puddle can't be right. I just love the idea of, like, a puddle being any amount of liquid. Like, the entire yard... I mean, first of all, a puddle of snow is not a thing, but like if we grant me that like it's frozen water, so it could be a puddle. <laughs> if the entire yard is covered in it and it's knee high, that is not a puddle. <laughs> That's like looking at a swimming pool and being like, look at this shoulder high puddle. <laughs> <laughs> the other disturbing word, of course, is foamy, mm. foamy pieces of snow. And generally like foamy after white is not a great image in my head I mean, it's just milk <laughs> yeah larid um <laughs> you you guys know that christmas carol right i'm dreaming of a white foamy christmas <laughs> i never learned the word snowflake in this story it's always pieces of snow i'm dreaming of a knee-high puddle of little white foamy pieces of snow <laughs> christmas <laughs> yeah that's nice okay so now that i've correctly described the snow I say, it was the biggest snow I had ever seen. My mom, Seth, and I went outside to play in the snow. The reason dad wasn't coming out yet was because he was getting his skis ready. I didn't want to ski. I wanted to sled. I went to the right with my mom while Seth went to the left. (laughs) What? Oh, good to know. It took us a while to get to the hill we were going to sled down, but it was worth it. Our hill was better than his because of the puddle at the bottom. (laughs) Can you picture it? No idea what you mean by that. I've lost all faith in your ability to identify a puddle. So, (laughs) What I like about this story so far is... It kind of gives me the impression that you just wanted to say a few things, but then you rethought everything in a way that was like, well, why wasn't your dad coming out yet? And why did I go right and Seth go left? And why did I want to get out of school? Or why did I wish it was snowing? I guess an interrogation. You're interrogating yourself. Yeah, my original story was much simpler. And then this is the testimony that came out after. Your original story was just like, it was snowing and I got out of school. It was awesome. And then it was just like, you just started questioning yourself. (laughs) The police, they're like flipping through their notebook. I don't get it. Your brother went left? (laughs) Describe the snow. (laughs) How foamy were these pieces? How high was the puddle? I just love it how when you're a kid, it's just like any opportunity to be competitive with your brother. It's like the hill that I chose to sled down was better than Seth's and I have to mention it. (laughs) So our hill was better than his because of the puddle at the bottom. Of course... It was frozen solid. Oh. Way better. Take that, Seth. Yeah, so this wasn't, you know, your sort of, your normal puddle of little white foam pieces of snow. It was a puddle of transparent, slick frozen water. Oh. (laughs) We slid down the hill, speeding past the dog that always growled at Marshall, in parentheses, my dog, on our walks. (laughs) Wow. That was a time traveling sentence. (laughs) Later on, all these clarifications about who the characters are and all the parentheticals, they get so out of hand. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, I never mentioned Marshall again, so there was no point in naming him. I could have just said my dog, you know. (laughs) I'm imagining, I'm like putting myself in the story as I'm reading it and I'm like imagining sliding down the hill and then for just like five (laughs) solid seconds of that sliding, I'm staring at 
at this dog for no reason and being like, ah, that's the dog that always growled at Marshall, my dog on our walks. I think Theo probably was just staring at that dog for a little bit. How am I going to describe this dog later? It's like, what is the point of any of that? Like, now I'm picturing this as like a, it's a movie and the scene is like showing me going down the hill and then it shows the dog and then there's a flashback to that dog barking at Marshall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just to explain that it's a common occurrence, I have to say in the flashback, quit barking at Marshall. You do it every time. <laughs> and then it's just back to you still slight. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody watching is like, what's the significance of that dog? <laughs> this is the kind of thing that in English class they'd be like, what was the allusion to the dog? And I would, yeah, I hated English class. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't quite have enough gas in the tank for that one, did you? <laughs> no. Yeah, I gave up on that one quick. <laughs> oh, I can't finish this. <laughs> I hated English class. Let's move on. Okay, so we slid down the hill, speeding past that dog. And then as we slid to the bottom, we skidded across the ice and sped up a smaller hill and stopped at the top. Mom and I did that a couple of times, and then we got bored. We walked to Seth and slid down with him. So whose hill was better? Exactly. Yeah. Just for the rest of the story, we're sledding on this hill that Seth sledded on. <laughs> wow. Despite not having a puddle. Uh, so then soon mom had to go in. So Seth and I stayed out. I went down one time. Okay. So just so you guys know, just before we keep going, don't expect anything else to happen in this story. The whole thing is just <laughs> sledding. Once you've read one paragraph, you've read them all. <laughs> but here we go. So I went down one time. When I, and then this sentence. When I stopped someone, I think her name was Sarah. I didn't really know who she was at the time, so I forgot who it was. Said, why don't we make a train? Why don't we make a train? Wait, I, when I stopped someone? The, the comma's in the wrong place. It should say, oh. when I stopped someone, I think her name was Sarah, said, why don't we make a train? But I also have this extra parenthetical that says, I didn't really know who she was at the time, so I forgot who it was. <laughs> so she says, why don't we make a train? And then, I love this next sentence. Well, we thought her idea was a good one, so we used it. I used to always do that. I used to always start sentences with well. Like, so I, I would start stories with well. Well, they were just walking down the road. I just feel like it's what like, you're used to an old man saying when he's like telling a story. Well, when I thought her idea was a good one. <laughs> just like pulling on your overalls. But yeah, honestly, I think that's how it should always be. Like, no politics, no sexism, best idea wins. She says, why don't we make a train? We make a train, you know? It's a good idea. <laughs> okay, so then... Hold on. I have to pee, sorry. Okay. <laughs> You're going to pee in the little puddle in your toilet? <laughs> that actually could be described as a puddle, probably. What would you think about something like, could you pour me another puddle of grape juice in my glass? Is that good? Yeah, I think that's a shoot, what you should ask for at the next restaurant you go to. Yeah. Whenever they ask you what you like to drink, you'll say, I'd like a puddle of Coke. Go ahead and put in a glass for me. <laughs> like the, the other people in Joseph's story. Like that That's what I want to do when I ask someone how their food is. I'm going to be like, how's that puddle of beer? How's that pile of sandwich over there? How's that lump of sandwich? <laughs> how's that lump of sandwich, you gross blob? <laughs> next time I go out to order anything, I'm going to say... Uh, can I get a pile of this sandwich and uh, a puddle of water? <laughs> and if I ever need a refill, I'll just be like, can I get a refill on my puddle? <laughs> can you refill my puddle? My puddle's running dry. <laughs> my, puddle's <laughs> my puddle's running dry. Wink. Can I get another puddle of white foamy potato chips over here? 
I need a knee-high puddle of beer and a bunch of little white foamy pieces of potato chips. They bring it to you, and they're like, uh, I ordered a knee-high puddle. <laughs> okay, so Sarah says, why don't we make a train? We thought it was a good idea, so we used it. And then a boy named Brian was the one who steered. There he is. Yeah. The train? Yeah, that's what he done did. He steered the train. Yeah, he done did it. Nice. Done did steer the train. I held on to the one in front of me. I'm talking, I'm talking <laughs> did about- Did you already the, forget Sarah? I'm, done, no, I'm talking about the sled. I th- I held on to the sled. So when you make a train with sleds, you use multiple sleds. Oh, I did not know there were multiple sleds involved. Yeah, so that's what I mean by the one in front of me. Oh. I thought this was a bunch of children sitting on one train <laughs> the whole time I read this thing. I thought it was a bunch of kids sitting, yeah, on one sled, and one person is pushing the sled. Yeah. Nope. Oh, wait, no. Are you still sliding down a hill? Yeah. But you're just each holding the sled in front of you? Exactly. Like a train. Just like a train. Don't you remember when you visit New York and you have to hold the car in front of you? <laughs> ah, that's only the one train. Well, not all of our moms are from New York, Theo. Uh, Maybe we didn't know how trains worked. I held on to the one in front of me, the sled in front of me. It seemed like it was very easy to hold on. That's how it seemed. It really wasn't. <laughs> Just in case you couldn't read between the lines. When I said seemed the first time and the second time. I still had to clarify, it really wasn't. (laughs) And then when we started going down, it was easy. But then I saw that Brian was trying to turn because a snowdrift was in the road. Doubt that. And then, (laughs) like, what am I talking about? And then Brian finally turned... This is North Carolina. Probably not. (laughs) Brian finally turned really sharp at the last minute. And my hands flew off the sled in front of me. We went into a spin and slid off the road. As my body plunged into the little ice flakes, a shout told me that a dog named Bandit was there. I love that sentence. That is the most surreal thing. I know, right? As my body plunged. Yeah, just completely disassociated. Yeah, it's like, not as I plunge. It's like, see you later, body. Plunge all you want. I'm going to go make another train. And then again, little ice flakes. I just couldn't say snow. And then a shout told me it's not like a person. And then the dog named Bandit was there. Oh, I thought the ice flakes were shouting at you. Um, You're like passing out as you're flying into the snow drift. And the snow's like, there's a dog named Bandit. It's shouting as its reaction to me plunging into it. You are the chosen one, Theo Chandler. Watch out for Bandit. Was the Bandit there in the snow drift or a Bandit was around the dog Bandit was around somewhere? There is a Bandit around there and I told my mom that it was there. What? <laughs> huh? um bandit is a dog so basically what's happening at this point is i've flown into the snow we've hit this crash and then suddenly a new danger appears there's a dog nearby and so we're gonna have to face this yeah new challenge the action in this story is relentless <laughs> i did not realize that was a danger <laughs> well you'll see you'll see so a shout told me that about bandit and then it says Get onto the porch, someone yelled again. So I'm just in this crowd of strangers. (laughs) This is the most wholesome story I think you guys have ever read. This is Americana. Well, everything's wholesome except the white foamy pieces of snow, right? And then it does definitely give me the feeling of like, what it was like to be a kid where everything was exciting slash scary, 
because I had no idea that you were ending the paragraph with a zinger. Like there was a dog there named Bandit. Like I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's like the next detail of this uh, experience. But I, I realize now that that is like a cliffhanger. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it does say a shout told me that a dog named Bandit was. Like, Why are you shouting? It's just a dog. <laughs> But yeah, so a shout told me, then someone yelled again. So it is weird that I'm in this group of unnamed people, but I am glad that I didn't have to introduce these people again and add like 20 words to each of those sentences. So here we go. (laughs) It says, we ran to the porch that was closest to us. It was low, but it had a fence around it. So now big breath before this next sentence. I didn't see how a dog with one brown and one blue eye that was... (laughs) One brown and one blue eye that was black and white with short fur could be a mean dog. But if the owner, whose name was Fallon, said he was mean, then he really was mean. What? Fallon doesn't mess around. But why are these my criteria for if the dog is mean? I couldn't believe a dog with one brown and one blue eye that was black and white with short fur could be a mean dog. Why couldn't I believe that? You gotta watch out for dogs with the same colored eyes that are one color and have long hair. Two brown eyes? Shit, got to euthanize this dog. I don't want to hurt my kids. <laughs> That's a mean dog. Yeah. It also sounds like a dog with any one of those attributes, but not all of them could also be mean. It's just the combination of all of those at once. That's <laughs> yeah, true. So then we had sleds to keep him away from us, even though he probably couldn't jump up to us. When he came closer, the people with sleds walked backwards. And when he walked away, they walked forward. <laughs> Sounds, sounds, a little sounds like you're antagonizing this dog. <laughs> yeah, it does. When he tried to walk away from us, we did chase him. <laughs> we did create our dog phalanx and march towards him. <laughs> we cornered him at that tree. <laughs> Just like we used to do in Sparta. And then here's the womp womp of the whole paragraph. He walked up, peed on a tree, and walked off. That dog was really mean. Oh, oh God. When I read that the first time, I thought that was genuine. <laughs> I thought you were like, that dog was really mean. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like it, but trust us, the phalanx was necessary. <laughs> now, what kind of cold-hearted dog pees on a tree right in front of you? <laughs> yeah, right. right in front of a group of kids. I'd expect this from a dog with two blue eyes. But... <laughs> I just remembered a story about a dog with one eye. Do you want to hear about a story about a dog with one eye? Was it mean? Well, no, you have to have two eyes that are the same color. Mm. (laughs) But uh, this dog, her name was Ruby. Oh my gosh, I love Ruby. Ruby was my neighbor Jane's dog and her daughter Becca. Becca was a bit older than I was. And I I was like a kid. And one time I like Becca was like hanging out with me. I think she was like babysitting me basically. And she said, I'm going to go get something to drink from the kitchen. Theo, when I'm gone, don't kiss Ruby. And I said, okay, oh. gotcha. No problem. Not going to kiss okay, Ruby. Okay, I'm kissing that dog. <laughs> so, when I'm going to the kitchen, don't buy kissruby.com. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it is a really good idea for a business. And I could lend you the money to buy it. Is that how the business plan works? So <laughs> yeah. then she leaves. Pretty much immediately after she leaves, I kiss Ruby. And then Ruby snaps at me. And I'm like really scared. <laughs> so then Becca comes back in the room. I'm like shaking because I'm so scared because Ruby didn't want to be kissed and she snapped at me. And Becca said, Theo, did you kiss Ruby? And I said, no. And she said, 
I know you did because you have her fur on your lips. <laughs> did you bite this dog? <laughs> I know. I know you did because you have a chunk of her skin in your mouth. <laughs> her flesh is hanging out of your mouth. Hey, I'm from New York. How's the dog? Uh, not that great. <laughs> Can you regurgitate that flesh? Yeah, we need her flesh back. Here's 20 bottles of water. <laughs> You know what to do. But can you imagine, like, how did I not know there was fur on my lips? <laughs> if I had felt that for one second now, I would immediately have to brush my lips off or something. <laughs> Give them a nice blow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, anyway, I bet we can actually finish this story. I think this is a one I think we can do this in one. Don't you think? That's a, You know, honestly, that's what I was thinking, too. It didn't seem that long. Let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's crank it out. This is a special episode. I don't think we've ever finished something in one episode. Surely we have. No. <laughs> so then that was the whole sequence with the dog. And then guess what we do next? Keep sledding. Yeah, it says, <laughs> All right. at night, we, in parentheses, Brian's family and my family... Went sledding because the ice was really frozen. Uh Brian and my brother, Seth, made this thing called Smash Brothers. They came up with that? (laughs) Well, don't tell Nintendo. (laughs) I thought it was because they made it look like they were going to crash into the other sleds. I went with them once. As I got in the sled, I saw how they set themselves up. Seth was backwards in the back. Brian was in the front looking forward. I wasn't too fond of going down the hill backwards so i was in the middle looking forwards too we started sliding down we went down at the same time as mom we slowly started going down and then we got faster and faster when we started trying to move closer to mom i noticed we were too far behind her to try to scare her we slammed into the snow and got covered in the ice crystals oh god and then this next sentence i don't want taken out of context (laughs) i licked around my lips and carried it into my mouth. <laughs> and then immediately following that, nonsensically, it says, I had become a Smash Brother. <laughs> what on earth? What about that made me a Smash Brother? The fact that I licked the ice crystals around my mouth? Yeah, you were initiated. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even describe Smash Brothers. What is Smash Brothers? You guys just sounds like you put three people on a sled. <laughs> to me, it seems like I only say I thought it was because they made it look like they were going to crash into the other sleds. I have a vague memory of Brian and my brother not actually telling me what the point of it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like normal sledding. Yeah, they didn't want to tell you the point of it because the whole point of it is to crash. Oh. And they didn't want you to know that when you were going down. Right. And then that's why it's called Smash brothers because you smash together all on the same sled and then as you're slowly licking your lips and carrying it into your mouth you're thinking i am a smash <laughs> I, brother <laughs> i have become a smash brother uh final paragraph later that night i went down with my mom don't <laughs> laugh daniel not funny <laughs> don't you dare laugh all right <laughs> when we got down from the hill we hit a ramp and slammed onto one of the paved driveways it hurt. Mom went. <laughs> it did. I wish we just had like sound clips of you as a child <laughs> that we could just put into like little sections of this story. It hurt. <laughs> oh man, you just reminded me of one time. It was like right before this. It was like New Year's two thousand. Me and. Ian and you guys know Andrew and Tristan. Oh, yeah, Tristan was on the podcast one time, and my brother. We made this movie, and it was about a murderer. And then we ma- we wanted to make up bloopers for the movie, 
So then we have one where in the scene where Ian is supposed to come into the room and get his scythe and attack someone, (laughs) he runs into the room and then he goes, where's my scythe? And then the camera whips over (laughs) and I'm using it as uh, like pretending it's like a horse or something. You know know that toy where it's like a (laughs) stick and a horse and I'm just jumping around and then I go, what? I found it over here. And then it cuts and the next thing you see is me like, laughing like out of my mind because it was the best joke ever (laughs) i found it over here that's classic do you think that ever happens in real movies like gandalf he's like doing the scene and he's like you shall not pass he's like wait where's my staff and then pippin's got it and he's like i found it over here yeah i found it over here and then everybody's mad at him he's like nobody gave a shit when he swallowed me and spat me back out but now you're mad at me for doing this and then he tries to swallow the staff but it's just too long so he just gags on it and like pulls it out and then he hands it to gandalf he's like really ashamed he says i found it over here yeah it's just like damn I mean, it's not great, but it's the best take we have. <laughs> Gonna have to leave that in the movie. You know what they call me? One shot, Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This is why we need the new extended cut for this scene. <laughs> so anyway, we hit a ramp, slammed into the paved driveway. It hurt. And then mom went in after that. And another girl on our street named Rebecca Dallas, in parentheses, if you know Matt Dallas, that is his sister, in parentheses, came out. So if you're reading this story and you know Matt Dallas, you guys know Matt Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, is that Rebecca Dallas's brother? <laughs> I Well, I would assume you know Matt Dallas. Yeah, we know Matt Dallas. <laughs> That's why I'm contextualizing it based on him. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Matt Dallas, yeah. Wait, weren't you just telling us about a neighbor named Becca? Is yeah, this... this is her. This is her. This is her. Okay. Oh, the Rebecca Dallas. Yeah. So she came out to sled with us and she was like, you still have Ruby's hair on your lips. So Rebecca Dallas came <laughs> she out. She had a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. You like to kiss. Yeah, he's got to see Ruby. And then, <laughs> what? And then, Not to brag, but you guys got to see Ruby. She's got a big <laughs> chunk of fur missing. Very kissable. <laughs> what would you guys do if one episode of this podcast, I just show up and I have like bird feathers on my lips? I've just been kissing a bird or something like that. I would say, how is that bird? And I'd say, there wasn't any bird. Oh, that's what Joseph should have said about the sandwich. <laughs> there isn't any sandwich. There's no sandwich. As I've got sauce on my lips. You can't prove it. <laughs> how do you know that I that I had a sandwich? <laughs> Just be completely baffled at how I can even relate the idea of what the sandwich is like to them. How can I even begin to tell you? I don't know if when you taste the sandwich, it doesn't taste like what I think grapes taste like. Like, so I was hungry... <laughs> I feel less hungry now. Do you know hungry? There were some sensations on my mouth. <laughs> I really don't know if I can give you the information you need. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just take it way too seriously. So then, yeah, Rebecca Dallas came out. We made a train again, and she was in the front steering. We were going really fast when she took a sharp turn and the sled slipped out from under me. I held on to the rope and slid down the rest of the hill on my bottom. Oh. And then that night, I went to bed at 10 o'clock, still thinking of everything that happened that day. Wow. Which is just, we went sledding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty typical of going to bed at any time, still thinking of everything that happened that day. <laughs> like, when do you go to bed and you're just like, no thoughts, <laughs> just straight to sleep? Uh, maybe that's how normal people do it. I was like, this is my chance to work out a world peace. Let me think about this no yeah i do usually spend the first like 30 minutes in bed like 
what should I have said to those people in the restaurant about that sandwich? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what should I have said to those people when I thought they were Paige in that car parked at my house? You're still thinking about that. <laughs> what should I have said to David Blaine to get him to stop doing that magic trick? <laughs> what should I have said to David Blaine to keep him from swallowing the second frog? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he already did it for 20 minutes, and then he just tried to do it again. <laughs> Why did I tell that waitress to bring me a puddle of beer? <laughs> 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 I realized the the when you read it this time, and I didn't realize this when I read it before, but when that last that second to last sentence, I held onto the rope, slid down the rest of the hill on my bottom, and your third grade mind, that was the kicker. Oh my gosh, you're right. That was the best way to end this, this <laughs> yeah. story. Cause you said bottom and you got away with it. <laughs> I bet you I even mixed the events around a little bit to make that the end. Don't you think? Probably. That probably happened earlier in the day. Okay, so the big thrilling things are scary dog, make a phalanx, becoming a smash brother, and sliding down the hill on my bottom. Yeah. There's humor, there's excitement. There's like a surreal interlude where the snowflakes are talking to you too. Is this what you guys did on snow days? Sledding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We I don't think I ever made a phalanx that cornered a dog. We didn't have other children to play with. That too. We had each other. The idea of going into a separate hill as Daniel would be strange to me because I, I would have been by myself. <laughs> and if we had seen other kids, we would have shied away. Possibly, yeah. I know I would have. I would have gone inside. Really? Yeah, if I saw other kids, I'd probably just go inside. I might do that now if I'm sledding. I might be having a great time sledding and then someone else comes up and I'm like, I can't be sledding. I can't have fun anymore. 30 years old. I can't sled. <laughs> They're going to judge me for having broken my leg three times already with my old bones sledding. Okay. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. We did it. We finished the whole story. Not that good, huh? Kind of a kind of a shitty story. <laughs> <laughs> bad story, bad episode, bad <laughs> podcast. But we we didn't drag it on. We suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this story, and I think what I really got out of it is just a good, wholesome, unimaginative day in a child's mind with all of the magic stripped out of it. It does feel like things are just a little more exciting for you in your head as you were writing it <laughs> that they kind of came across in the story which you know i appreciate that's a very gentle way to express that thought <laughs> it does kind of remind me of the days of us being kids and being afraid of all of the dogs that grandpa had <laughs> brought back some memories of that andy ralph <laughs> well ralph wasn't scary Ralph, I, I know, me. I know you got violated. I know you got violated, but for the rest of us, he was fine. <laughs> he was not fine. He was, he was better than Andy, though. Andy was the destroyer of tires. <laughs> These dogs are the same dog in my mind. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I thought they were both just black dogs. Yeah, they, they were all like black labs. What? They, I, th I don't know how. Uh. How did Grandpa get dogs? <laughs> It just seemed like they just came up to him and he fed them and then he had a dog. Yeah, that's exactly how Grandpa got dogs. Grandpa was just naming wild animals. He, he didn't have those dogs. <laughs> that's so weird, though, too, because now the man who lives in that house has a black dog. Wow. Maybe if you're a man who lives in that house, black dogs come out of the woods 
and become your pet. Don't you know that that's how we got dogs when we were kids? That's how we got dogs? Yeah, we just like started feeding a dog that would come around. Oh, I didn't know that. Were you stealing your neighbor's dogs? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess like someone didn't want the dog anymore. Wow. And it wouldn't stick around if it didn't like what we were doing. So, law of the jungle. <laughs> well, Joseph told me one time that all your dogs got hit by a car. <laughs> Is that what you That's mean by not true. sticking around? <laughs> yeah, they didn't stick around. <laughs> they just didn't like it anymore. The dog I had growing up, Marshall, as you heard in the story, his name is Marshall. Someone had abandoned him and we got him. And well, my neighbor found him first and she was across the street and she was taking care of him. And she asked us if we wanted a dog. My dad's one stipulation was it cannot, the dog can't bark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when she asked my mom... <laughs> Uh, do you want a dog? My mom said, oh, uh, does he bark? And Jane said, you haven't heard him? So like she was thinking we would be able to hear him barking from across the street, like how much and how loud he was barking. And then we still got Marshall and he did bark that much. <laughs> the bane of my dad's existence for like, however long Marshall lived, 10 years. <laughs> How did your mom interpret that sentence? Well, she didn't say he barked. Marshall was also obsessed with food. One time Seth dropped an Eggo waffle into Marshall's water bowl and it fell in there and it completely disintegrated. Marshall drank all of the water in his bowl so he could eat all of it. And they threw it up and it was whole. That's the magic trick, David Blaine. And it had a little sparkle. <laughs> the David Blaine of dogs. Well, he did lots of times sneak out and go eat my neighbor's slop, in quotes, and then come back and throw it up on the rug. So I guess he was the David Blaine of dogs. What? Why did your neighbor have a puddle of slop? A puddle of slop. <laughs> I don't know what, I think it was compost or something, but he would always be like, better get your dog, stop eating my slop. <laughs> and he said slop. That's my slop puddle. Hey, that's my slop. He called it slop, so we were like, oh, I guess it's slop. I, I don't know what slop is. What is he doing with slop? Slop. Hey, this is America. If you want to have a puddle of slop in your backyard, you can have a puddle of slop. Can we start a band called Puddle of Slop? Oh, wow. That's a good band name. Puddleofslop.com. I've got a great business idea. You just buy the domain. Yeah, was this just an elaborate setup? Do you already own that domain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Do you want any more Marshall stories? Yes. Did I tell you the one about Marshall with the rotisserie chicken? Uh, maybe, but let's hear it. He got out one time. He got away from us, and then he came back. And normally, he would just eat a bunch of slop and come back like bloated. And have, have, just full. But then one time, he came. Slop. He came back. Slop dog. He came back, and my mom tells this story because she was the one who saw it. Marshall came back, and he was like prancing back, all happy, and he had an entire rotisserie chicken in his mouth. And he just like clearly like somehow stole it from someone. I don't know how he stole. Like they were grilling it, and he took it off the grill when they went inside for a second or something. I don't. Really what happened. But my mom like looked around and no one was looking at her and she just took it out of his mouth and put it in the trash can because she didn't know what else to do. So do you think somebody was like, that was their meal and they turned around and then looked back in a few minutes and their, their entire chicken was gone? <laughs> Absolutely. They had no idea. I wonder if that was like the crowning piece of the slop puddle and yeah. your neighbor was like, all right, this is mostly slop, but I'm going to top this off with a nice rotisserie <laughs> <Yeah>. chicken. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a guy with a puddle of slop in his yard. You never know what he's up to. Maybe. This guy, what he does is he makes a puddle of slop, and he just perfectly constructs his puddle of slop. And then he goes to his porch where he's got this 
stand set up meticulously so he can get the perfect angle because he's an artist and he's taking pictures of these puddles of slop and that like that's his whole portfolio but every time marshall <laughs> comes and eats the slop before he can get back to the porch and takes a picture of it. <laughs> he's using one of those old timey cameras with a really long exposure like 12 hours and it's always just like a blur like where marshall comes in and eats all the slop he's the one that owns puddle of slop <laughs> yeah. where he posts all those pictures but he did the guy shot Marshall with a BB gun one time, and like, oh, because Marshall was eating a slop. Like, what is slop? What? Why do you want your slop? <laughs> that is so weird. I bet the rotisserie chicken was poisoned. Oh, he had a puddle of slop, and he's like, he's gonna want this rotisserie chicken, and he poisoned it. Oh my gosh, that could be why Marshall died five years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, your mom saved his life by throwing it in the trash can. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, she saved. Wow, she's always one step ahead. Yeah, yeah M- Mr. Price. Uh, is looking at her with his binoculars and sees her do that. He's like, damn. Almost had him. (laughs) I can't try that again. That's Marshall for you. Man, too bad that dog growled at him. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you glad you got that detail? (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you who he needs to be growled at is David Blaine. Gonna stop doing that shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you should have done when those people asked you about the sandwich. Just growled at him. (laughs) (laughs) Then they're like, no, no, we're not trying to take your sandwich. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you were trying to take my sandwich. I just was gonna growl at you. (laughs) I would bite you. I would, I will bite you. (laughs) I I like it playing out like you, everything you said is still, that's still what you said, but it's because you thought they were gonna take it. Like, no, this sandwich isn't good at all. No, no, it's pretty good. No, I'm still eating. Yeah, I'm still eating yeah. it though. <laughs> but you, you don't want this sandwich. But it's not that good. It's okay. As soon as they get your food, you're just like, whew. Actually, guys, this sandwich is horrible. I just thought you were going to take it from me. <laughs> and then I'm like, You guys going to eat that sandwich? You going to finish that? And then I try to eat their food. All right. And then they invest in your. I want to eat your sandwich.com. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat your sandwich.com definitely seems like some kind of fetish <laughs> site. <laughs> I'm picturing the website is it's a guy who goes around taking pictures of other people's sandwiches that he wants to eat. And then he just posts a big gallery of all their sandwiches. I want to eat your sandwich. Yeah, I want to yeah. eat your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a website I go to. Follow me on Instagram. It could be an Instagram. Oh, yeah. Is that like an audio loop on um, <laughs> in, on the background of the site? I want to eat your sandwich. I want to eat your sandwich. <laughs> that could be like an Instagram where you're uploading like five second reels and it's just a little sandwich that says, I want to eat your sandwich. And then that's the whole video. <laughs> Oh, man, this is a good idea for an Instagram page. That's what we need to be selling, not domain names. We'll make Instagram handles and sell those. Infinite Muffin. That's got to be taken. You got to put an at. <laughs> if you put an at in front of it, it makes it a handle. <laughs> That's true. Do you think Infinite Cowboys has one? Let's see. I don't know. We can be done. We don't need to do this. You know, I feel like just as a sidebar to the whole I want to eat your sandwich.com okay. <laughs> idea, it did occur to me just now that I wonder if that's a style of art that anybody has taken on. Like instead of making paintings or writing books, like you just make really fucking wild websites like your <laughs> Ooh <Ucities> site. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> but just like as art pieces. I kind of like that idea. The website itself is the art. It's not trying to demonstrate. Right. Wow, that's cool. Right. And your like gallery is a bunch of computers all like set up to like different websites mm. that you can interact with. 
That's pretty cool. But then someone, they, they get bored and just check Facebook on that computer. So then <laughs> they leave the website. <laughs> that's what everybody does in an art gallery anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're all out there on their Facebook. But that's a great idea, Jess. That's like a new way for artists to make absolutely no money from their art. <laughs> that's their a art new form. art form. I think it's a good idea. Cool. And I like, I want to eat your sandwich.com. Should probably be a dot edu. <laughs> okay. So we're done. Oh, Thank you all for listening to inside the mind of a child genius. You heard the inside of my child genius mind today. Uh, don't forget to rate this podcast, rate it. Go ahead and rate it six stars out of 10 out of five. Oh, okay. Right into Apple and tell them that there needs to be a sixth star for this podcast. Rate that six stars rate three cowboys, six stars on smash words. Don't forget to spread the word about this podcast. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell all of them. Do you guys have a best way to get the word out about the podcast to tell people? Um, Buy a domain name. <laughs> yeah. Inside the mind of a child genius.com. Honestly, we probably should buy that <laughs> before we release this episode and someone else does it. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking ironic, right? That would be sweet. If somebody else bought that URL and we couldn't use it. Uh, it would be cool until we actually wanted to use it. <laughs> I don't know who would have bought that URL. Oh my gosh, Daniel did it. Daniel did it. Oh no. So that's how you do it. That's how you spread the word. Uh, so yeah, this is just us signing off. I'm a dog with one brown and one blue eye that was black and white with short fur. <laughs> <laughs> but you are mean. But I am mean. <laughs> Despite all your preconceived notions. Oh man, what a twist. Okay, what are you got? Um, I'm Joseph, <laughs> but... I have become a Smash Brother. <laughs> I saw you licking those lips. I licked my lips and carried it into my mouth. That's what you should have said to the guys when they asked you about the sandwich. How's the sandwich? I licked my lips and carried it into my mouth. That would not promote any further conversation. I do like that. Could you imagine if every time you eat, you lick your lips? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a cartoon. And who are you, Daniel? And I'm Matt Dallas. The Matt Dallas? The Matt Dallas? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, my god! Matt Dallas signing off from inside the mind of a child genius.com. I'm going to change mine. I'm Matt Dallas's neighbor. That seems to get more cachet. In <laughs> I'm going to change mine. I, I'm Matt Dallas. <laughs> I'm Matt Dallas now. Shut up, you guys. I'm Matt Dallas. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> I'm Matt Dallas's hot dog, Ruby. Okay, this is the end. <laughs> This is the end. Okay, here's that theme song. There is a good website, Matt Dallas's Hot Dog Ruby dot com. It's not a good website. All right, Hot Dog Ruby. Now it's time to. I don't want it to end. Now it's time to play the. Th- Can we just keep going for another hour? <laughs> no, I think we should end this. I think, I think this did end up being a very long episode. I do have nothing else to say. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe that's a good reason to stop. We should end right now. This should be the end right now. Now. Okay. Okay, but who wants to make a train? That's good. (laughs) It's a bad idea. All right. uh, Should I stop? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.